Feather, feather, feather. Light, light, light. Work, work, Asking, ask, answer, answer. Accepting, honoring, honoring. All we are, earth to star. Hey, Audrey. Hi. Will you tell me about some of the energy you're noticing right now? It's the October time of year and、mm -hmm. things are changing. I'm noticing some spooky decorations coming up and I feel like, I don't know, I just feel some anxiety personally. Will you tell me about,、yeah. uh, do you have a message for the collective? What are you, what are you feeling? Yeah, absolutely. So, Every year, as we know, as we approach the celebration of Samhain, Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, we're in this space where the veil is extremely thin.、Um, mm. You may resonate with this, you may not resonate with this, but the reality is, is there's a pressure that changes in our atmosphere as our climate shifts. And so, with that shift in our energy, in, in a literal, In our literal environment, there are more ions present in our atmosphere. What that literally means is there's more energy in this space for beings of other realms, dimensions, frequencies from the other side can manifest in this space, in this time,、um, into something a little bit more communicable,、um, something that we're feeling a little bit more. It's more effortless for them to come into this space. So that's always been the way. That's been just part of our environment for centuries. However, on top of that, we're also growing with a steadily increasing awareness or awakeness of society. So our clairs are on, we're aware, we're really knowledgeable about our human technology and how we're receiving information. So all these things happening at one time. Are really leaving us open and aware and receiving more information. Because essentially, what we are is radio towers and、mm -hmm. we're able to receive information through our normal,、um, you know, our five senses. And then, in addition, our additional senses are the way we receive information claircognizance, the knowing, clairvoyance, the vision, clairaudience, the hearing.、Um, clairsentience is really big. That is in the body.、Um, clairsentience beings are no, also known as empaths. I believe if you have a chakra system and you're in a body, you have some degree of clairsentience.、Um, and that's experienced emotions, feelings, and physical sensations within your body from other,、um, other beings, other timelines, other realities. And so it's receiving information through the, the consciousness of our bodies. And so I think that is actually one of Cave's leading clairs. That's something he receives a lot of information in the vessel that is his body, or at least that's what I've observed. I'm not sure if you resonate with that.、Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really true and really special for most humans. So, with that happening and there being more in our atmosphere and us experiencing more and having a more heightened awareness, it's just a lot of more. And that is just like the baseline of it. We can take this to the next step if you want me to take it to、yeah. the next step. So, for me and my experience recently,、um, I resonate as an interdimensional or a multi dimensional viewer. That's part of my gifts. 
we're all set up to be able to experience reality in this way as our vessels, our um, energy bodies, we're all multidimensional. Um, so when I'm working with a client and we're clearing trauma through by emotion and whatnot, we can see, or I can see the timelines in which this trauma is residing, whether it's a past life, current life, um, all of these different things. And then we go for it and clear it out and, and try to neutralize those bodies. So there's still this understanding that we are multidimensional beings and some of our soul fractals, some of our energy body is on other timelines. And this can be a positive thing and it can be seeming to be an uncomfortable thing. I don't necessarily think it's ever a negative thing because this is happening for a reason. This is happening to, for us, our higher forms of consciousness to educate our earth minds and our earth bodies and the majority of our um, mind, body, and soul that's incarnate in this present moment. Whether it's to learn a lesson about trauma we need to release from the past, whether it's relative to our current moment, or my the most common in this time of year, I believe, is to clear out more space. Even though we're multidimensional beings, we only have so much space. And so going through the natural ebbs and flows of our reality, I often feel that this time of year with the more energy in our space, our, um, our lead, our highest form of consciousness is going to lead us to clearing these timelines that are no longer serving us where some of our energy is still residing. So um, it's been about two weeks that I've been experiencing this and it's starting to level off a little bit. But I think it's not so much slowing down or leveling up is that I'm actually aware of what's happening. Um, and so when I make it, when I become aware of why I'm experiencing so many emotions, and I'll tell you why, when I become aware of my experience as to why the overwhelm, the extra anxiety, the disconnect, and the big one for me on this is confusion. When I'm experiencing a lot of different energy from different timelines, I come back to a place of confusion because I can't really understand and then identify why I'm experiencing this magnitude of energy. And so it's been about two weeks for me. I've been processing. Now, keep in mind, my overall intention for life is to always and always be in my highest timeline. And for that to be possible, I have to be constantly clearing, constantly being aware of what can go next. Um, and as we clear these layers of our beautiful existence and all these different realities that we've experienced, we kind of drop into more. We have access to more. And sometimes when we drop into more and have access to more of what needs to go, it can feel like way too much. Um, and so with this confusion, we can be in experience and we can be in our embodied moment in this timeline, this timeline where I'm at with Cabe right now, but I may be experiencing a ton of grief from like three lifetimes ago. So all time is now, right? Everything is in the present moment. So we can actually experience that in this physical body through our clairsentience and really not be in this space. So this experience has been really, really strong for me, but I've also been asking to clear out as much as possible of what's no longer serving me so that I can continue to grow, continue to grow in my business, continue to grow in my relationship, continue to grow in 
my own well-being um, and my own relationships throughout my life. And so for me to do that, I've got to be aware enough to let go of some things. So this is a really big time about letting go. Um, and you can kind of navigate it a little bit more. We can bring in layers of astrology and the planets and what they're doing to really give us an understanding or an understanding of what specifically we're moving through. Um, we just went through an Aries full moon last week. Aries is a really fiery, very intense energy. This is a go hard or go home energy. This is a passionate, intense energy. So for that to be in the field and that planet's energy to be in the field, it's usually going to be a little bit more intense. Um, we had Venus that was retrograde. Venus just went direct. So now we can see this passionate release in our relationships. Um, and our relationship with self is really huge because we're moving into the scorpion, Scorpio territory. This is the depths, the levels of this really deep philosophical, emotional, spiritual relationship we have with ourself. So there's quite a soup of things going on here. We're clearing, clearing, clearing. Um, but it's beautiful because the other side of this is going to be so big, so beautiful. As we move into the holiday season, that's a time for rejoice. That's a time for um, nestling in and nesting and celebrating. So it's a nice big release before we get to celebrate. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Will you tell us a little bit more about these timelines? Because uh -huh. I love the idea of, you know, this life being its own timeline. And then within this life, there could be a lot of different timelines. And then within, because there are different places where I am. Yeah. And different times when I am yeah. and it's all also happening at one time all yeah. the different times all the different spaces at one time yeah so how can we comprehend that what tell, tell us about the way you envision it and maybe you can give us some tools for contemplating that yeah absolutely and I'll do my best and I just want to say that there's no wrong way to navigate this material this is really big concepts and um if you're having specific questions, feel free to comment or post. We'll do our best to kind of hone in on that and give you as much attention specifically as you navigate these real big ideas. Um, and again, there's no wrong way to do so. So I think the easiest way to look at this, first I'll talk about like how these things happen. First and foremost, to really understand this, you do have to agree and align with there's been more to your experience than just this specific timeline. And by that, I mean, from the moment you were born till now in this embodiment, it, you really have to um, be favorable to reincarnation and that there have been other experiences, maybe in a different human body at a different place in time. I'm using the word different to separate from what you know to be from the day you were born to now, um, because there are experiences that you, uh, this is like a deja vu thing. So there are experiences that you have had as a human in a body that you may not have physically had in this body and this timeline. So um, you have to agree and align with that for any of this to be able to be 
true for you. But anytime there's energy centralized in one moment, it can create a timeline. And so it's basically like every time, almost like every time you make a choice. So we have the understanding of past lives and those timelines that we've walked, embodied at a different time. And then we have the understanding of how our thought body works. So if I'm having a thought, because every moment is a choice, and I'm having a thought, and what I choose to focus on becomes my reality. So if I'm here with you guys, and I'm super excited, and I'm super happy to be here with Cabe, and I'm focused in this now moment, there is so much joy, and I'm putting so much love and joy and contentment on this timeline. But then if I go back, and I'm thinking about something that was uncomfortable, um, some sort of loss that I'm dealing with, I'm now going back to a different timeline. I'm bringing my attention to a different experience. I'm now putting my current energy, my life force energy on another timeline and taking away from this timeline. It also happens with how I choose to focus on it. If all of a sudden um, I started thinking about something uncomfortable for me, maybe a discussion I had with somebody that was unfavorable and made me extremely uncomfortable. Now my energy is going there. My body can follow there. My feelings and emotions can follow there. I've now taken myself off this uber fun, really awesome timeline of creating and channeling with Kate. And now I'm over here thinking about something that was uncomfortable and I'm going to put energy there. So now I'm going to start to form a timeline down here. Now I'm starting to feel a little woozy in my stomach. I'm feeling really uncomfortable in my body. I'm actually choosing to put myself in a lower timeline down here. So wherever our thoughts and our life force energy is going, is going to start to create a timeline or a grouping of energy that's starting to create a reality. And that's why Dr. Joe Dispenza is always talking about creating your own reality and that we're the creators of our own life. Because we go where our thought path is. We go where our energy is. And then what we create and where we go, all the universe follows with us. So this is what happens. So now I have this really beautiful timeline. And unfortunately for the, see, when you're discussing these things, if we simply state, this is for educational purposes only, for some reason, I feel like it really lessens the energy and that just already started to lessen that lower timeline that I was creating. That's how powerful we are. There's no difference between you and I and how we create instantaneously. So this is when I'm talking about clearing and we're clearing things out. I'm literally talking about the fact that I just had all these yucky emotions. I'm going to clear it out. And we can use breath and some other techniques we can talk about at a later time. But anything and everything that is this lower timeline I was starting to create, we're going to cancel, clear, delete, delete the self mantle. I want to come back to this timeline of joy and activating joy and bliss and being in the present moment. I'm doing what I absolutely love and brings me so much joy. Now the energy is gone from here. I've sent that to be repurposed and now we're back here in this high frequency. Um, my physical symptoms are starting to decrease. I'm lowering my heart rate and getting back into this present moment of now. So that's like as articulate as I can get is verbalizing what these timelines really look like. And you had asked what, how I see this. Um, if you're looking at an interstate map and you're looking at like the red lines 
meet like a lower road or the yellow lines are three ways and the green lines are something else. This is kind of how I see these timelines. And the brighter and more vibrant the timeline is, um, usually the higher frequency it is. And we can simply ask, like, when we're working on something, um, this is a really good way and a good practice. You guys can try this at home too. Anxiety. We can generate anxiety as an emotion on, on pretty much anything. Uh, anytime we're trying to figure out the future, we can easily create a lot of anxiety because it hasn't happened yet. There's nothing to ground into. Um, and there's fear. Anxiety can also be wrapped up and have this like little situation with fear, right? So any time we're thinking about something that we're fearful about or have anxiety about, we start to create another space in reality. We start to create another timeline. So if I'm working with a client and all of a sudden I'm feeling all this fear and anxiety that they're experiencing, I know right away I need to shut down any timelines that are open and running um, with the intention of creating fear or anxiety. Because really what they're doing is diluting their beautiful life force mm. energy and sending all of this energy into the space with these emotions that are not serving them. They can still have the same awareness, the same understanding about a situation without focusing in and having that fear and anxiety. So we'll shut down any timelines that are open and running with anxiety that are unserving. We can go ahead and shut down any timelines that are open and running fear that are unserving. And then I'll use a little breath to set that into motion. And then we just calling home all of our energy, positively polarizing it, bringing it back into our body, calling home any soul fractals that are out there that were on timelines, unserving of fear and anxiety. And bringing that into the present moment now. This feather illustrates the timeline idea that you're talking about because this central line, the present moment, is the beginning and end of a lifetime. Every other line, all these other tangents, yeah, for sure. are represent the past and the future. They mm -hmm. take us away from the gift of the present moment where is which is the only time that we ever live. So why is that? Why is the the present moment the strongest than all these other timelines? Because this is where your physical body is. This is where you're the connection between source and earth. And you're channeling all this high frequency energy through all the cells of your body. So it has the most charge and the most energy and it's because of your where your body's at. And everything else is a tangential line that goes nowhere. Yeah, it, it seems to show progress, but it ends here in air, nothing. When it comes to, you know, reckoning with all this anxiety and all this funny energy that's happening in an almost overwhelming way right now. Mm. It occurs to me that patience is mm. such a virtue. Mm. What a gift. Mm. Patience, practicing patience helps me to be centered and, you know, continue on, stay on course because I could so easily get distracted by this, get dismayed by this, suffer from any consequence of past and future instead of being present and enjoying this gift, this gift of breath, this gift of heartbeat, this gift of, you know, companionship and comfort and well-being in my body, heart, mind, soul, and spirit. 
I don't feel well when I think about this person suffering over here or what might be going on in that person's mind or those greener pastures over there. I don't feel comfortable and happy in my vessel when I'm distracting myself with these distortions and these illusions, but I do feel comfortable when I practice patience, breathing, in the gratitude of this moment. Mm -hmm. So true, and that's exactly how we get through this. And, you know, I mean, speaking from a personal raw perspective, the last couple of weeks were really hard for me. Like, I really totally forgot we were moving into October. I totally forgot my tools. I totally forgot how this happens. And I was just so anchored into all of this discomfort in my in my body and in my vessel. And I was having challenges and communicating what I was experiencing. And, you know, what really brought me home is going in some meditation, clearing the slate instead of putting the information in because Every conversation, every time we watch something, every time we eat something, every time we do something, we're just taking in more information. And I was so maxed with information. And then I'm working with, you know, five to 10 clients every week in one practice and 10 to 20 clients in another practice and just taking, I mean, taking care of my energy hygiene, but not really having the awareness that I'm dealing with all that. And I'm also processing like I'm getting, it's been a four, a four different timelines, four different past lives. Um, and it's been like that for two weeks. It's been the four that I've been able to see and dip in and out of. And it was interesting because we were at a social gathering the last week this time. And I kept saying like, I'm just experiencing more energy, but I was unconscious of what I was doing. So I was projecting that. I was projecting that and making it, playing the blame game, blaming it on other people like that I didn't want to be around other people. And so I got caught in this like cycle of my own BS and like playing the blame game. And when you're playing the blame game and you're blaming something outside self, that is a direct indication that it's not that it's you, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and sometimes technically in some ways you can look at it, it is being them because there might be some behavior or whatnot. But we should be unscathed by that. Like we're we've been doing this rodeo, we've been on this planet long enough to know that when we're triggered by others, it really has to do with something that is triggering us on the inside. So I should have known right there at the blame game. But the literal words I was saying was, "This is just more energy than I want to experience right now." Saying it was all them, and they were giving me more energy. But the reality was, I'm processing four lifetimes of really deep crud. And, um, and then I was felt really compelled to share that with my community. And I still felt resistant about talking that about that. Like, um, you know, is this crazy? Am I like this and that? And I said, you know what? I'm just going to talk about it. And I talked about it on my social medias. I talked about it in my TikTok. And there were so many people that were like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot the time of year. I totally needed to hear this. So, you know. It just talk about it. Even just talking about it, I'm definitely a verbal processor too. So Cave has the pleasure of talking to me about a lot of things. Listening rather. <laughs> I not I do definitely benefit from speaking out loud my truth and you know, seeing if it is resonant or dissonant that way. Yeah. 
but I'm not quick to share. I'm hesitant mm-hmm. to share. I don't want to overwhelm people with my burdens, basically. So I don't do a lot of talking, but I do a little bit more listening, hopefully twice as much listening. We'll have to go into that a little bit because that's a big thing that I think a lot of us experience. And even though I am, a sh- I now can say that I share um, quite a great deal, but honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat as Kate because I'm sharing, but I'm not necessarily sharing for the right reasons. I should be sharing because I know it's medicine for me and prioritizing myself and my healing and knowing that that's why I'm on this earth walk and why I'm doing and, and being and what this is all about. And sometimes my motivation for sharing is really just to help others, which is beautiful. And I'm happy to do that. But really, our priorities should really be in ourselves. And so even those of us who are quick to share, sometimes we're sharing because we want to help stabilize and help soothe others. Um, And that's fine. And we can work in that way. But it's really not fully serving. We're still acting out of a a cycle. um, uh, uh, It's a distortion still when we're not authentic. It's not a full authentic, authentic share. I'm still feeling like I'm burdening others. I'm still hiding behind the service. Mm. Um, I'm hiding behind the service instead of being authentic and present fully, even with Kate. Presence. Wow. What a, what an interesting concept that is because today I was present to some distorted energy, some distracting energy that Mm. was taking me away from my bliss and my comfort. And even taking me away from my time with the kids, which I cherish that time. I was focusing on creating stuff, focusing on, you know, taking care of business, putting out a couple fires too, making meals. I was doing a lot of work, but I was focusing a lot on doing rather than being. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really surrendering to the present has a lot to do with being and a lot less to do with doing. And... You know, I'm a family man. There's a lot of going and that's okay. Returning to the subject of patience, Mm. I'm noticing right now that patience and I imagine all of the fruits of the spirit, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, forbearance, I think is patience. These are multidimensional gifts and so they, sure. I want to, I want to like imagine them in presence, in future thinking, and in past thinking, and recognize the way that these gifts they work on a lot of different timelines all at once. So, if I'm patient, if I'm practicing patience in the present moment, I automatically, you know, benefit from the slowdown, the, you know, the, the chance to regroup, the chance to collect my thoughts, the chance to be satisfied with what I currently have, with who I currently am, be patient with myself, trusting, having faith and hope that this too shall pass if there is some kind of a discomfort. You know, there are gifts in being patient in the present moment. And I just illustrated a couple of them. And there are gifts in being patient for what is to come too, because being patient in in the future thoughts or their thoughts, like the grass is greener over there, 
or I want to be there, or I hope to achieve this, or I wish it were more like that. Being patient, again, brings me back to the present moment. It, it allows for those future thoughts to exist, but brings a calm energy around it so I don't get too far extended in that future place. Even in those experiences of dwelling in the past, when I practice patience in that realm of thinking of the past, I have mercy on myself, I have forgiveness, I have tolerance for the decisions that have brought me to this present moment now. In my logic, I question whether or not this is making any sense, but my heart intelligence seems to be pressing me forward to make this point even though I don't fully grasp it. Something in me, something in my inner knowing, is urging me to practice patience even as I am tripping out with future thoughts or past thoughts or even overindulging in present thoughts potentially. I want to be patient with myself. I want to have mercy on myself. I want to just show myself some love and be okay with the willingness to go slow, to wait, to trust. Absolutely. And it's to it totally makes sense. And I think there's a word that I use with my clients a lot that can be a little challenging to grasp. And even for me, but I think you really outlined it. But um, a lot of times when we do a lot of work in, in this realm and staying in the moment and staying grounded, it's allowing because I often, when we're working with prosperity, whether it be love or finances or just bringing more abundance overall in life, it's not that we need to call it in. I don't really believe that we have to call it in. We just have to stop blocking it. And so like the thoughts and all that just create more of these timelines, right? So when we allow, if we can be graceful with ourselves, if we can allow ourselves to just be present, and this, the, the idea of being present and patient is really how I can embody the feeling of allowing it, it. There's like an action without it being an action because our human brain, we think in action. And so allowing is the absence of an action. It's like becoming the universe, becoming our prosperity. We don't have to call in prosperity. We are already prosperity we just have to allow it and how do we allow it we stop generating all these other focal points that take us away from this present moment but this is where it gets a little tricky because it is these are destructive patterns but they're not here to destruct they're here for growth so if we can identify that they're unserving it keeps us empowered instead of going to the place of like oh self-sabotage well, technically, yes, some of our behaviors can be sabotaging our goal, but they're, they're only there as a form of self-preservation. So if we can see these parts of ourselves that are having these thoughts and, and, and doing too much, and, and we interact with them in a way of grace, and we love them, and we're grateful to them, thank you for keeping me in this space of understanding what could understanding what could potentially happen so that I'm aware and alert but I no longer need this from you part part of Audrey that's constantly thinking 
about how she's physically presenting to the world. What am I looking like? This is something that us as humans, we struggle with. How does our physical body present so much in so many different ways? And I could be dissatisfied or upset with that part of me that does that. Or I could practice what Cabe is practicing is the patience and the allowing and the grace with that part. And I can really just take that head on and be like, thank you so much for this tactic that you're practicing of self-preservation. But I don't need you to do that anymore, Audrey. I need you to just be in love with your body and be in love with this moment. And when Cabe is finding those moments, pulling him away from his family love, he can, in family time, he can say, thank you, Cabe, for being so on top of it and being so motivated to make sure we're getting taken care of in all the areas. But I don't need you to do that anymore. I need you to just be with me here and be in a different part and feel a different part of me, which is the daddy love part. True. Audrey, you mentioned that you intend to stay true to your highest timeline. Hmm. And I imagine that means whenever you're recognizing red flags of, you know, thoughts of dwelling in the past or the future, yeah. and you're tripping out in that way, <laughs> then you probably recognize that that's not true to your highest timeline. So you might cor correct course and go back there. Will you elaborate on that? idea and talk about the red flags that tell us because for me i also have that intention whether or not i've made a grandiose statement about it mm -hmm. i definitely want to bring my higher self down to earth i definitely want to you know do the best i can with this lifetime yeah and sometimes i recognize that i'm tripping out and i don't even I haven't identified what the heck is happening or why I'm dysregulated, but I know that I'm anxious and mm -hmm. it might have to do with worrying about the future or wrestling with the past, but it usually doesn't have anything to do with being here now. <laughs> <laughs> so so will you talk about that scenario, the red flags and how to, you know, correct course. Yeah. As soon as we get into meditation, you know, maybe even as soon as we sit down at our workspace to do the work for the day or whatever it may be. But I think making the commitment and taking the verbal moment to say, I allow my highest timeline to present itself to me always and always. And I map that out. I just set that up. Now, to be honest, that doesn't necessarily warrant ease and flow and grace through every moment of every day. That's going to bring me the instances and the occurrences and the realities and the situations that allow me to deal with whatever I need to clear out, allow me to deal with things that are not serving me. So it may not be the most comfortable. I can easily follow that up with I activate flow and I trust in the universal and there's like a whole other way to doing that. But so I start with that just to like set that out there. And it basically just tells me like whatever I can, whatever's going to come at me is for my highest and best. So it helps me navigate mm. the uncomfortable moments. So if something comes in and I'm suffering, I can pull myself out of it because I can, I'm not going to identify as suffering. I can be like, okay, this is really uncomfortable, but it's all for the highest and best. And let's just move through it because it's a choice on how we experience it. 
because we can have all these thoughts coming in that are naturally generating these uncomfortable feelings. But if we have this lightheartedness to that as like an undertone, we can sometimes move through it a little bit easier and almost maybe laugh about it. Like there's the difference between having these uncomfortable experiences and being like cussing it out and oh my gosh, or this is the experience of like, well, this is something I deal with all the time. And of course it's going to come in right now and I see you and I'm going to love that from over here. And you just have a little bit more of a lightheartedness about what you're navigating when you're knowing and you're aligning and you're deeming that it's all for the highest and best. So it kind of starts that tone. So I think that's like a really good tool. Now, and this is not necessarily for the faint of heart though, because it means you might be welcoming in some things that aren't so comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, please. I just wanted to express gratitude for what I feel is like a softening in my, uh, you know, my awareness now because you're painting the picture in a good way for me to recognize that trust is kind of a, a prerequisite to be able to surrender to the present yeah. moment. And when I when I bring trust into it then I can, you know, reap the benefits of all those fruits of the spirit, joy, peace, yeah. all, all the, all the gifts of knowing that this experience of being in an, in a body and having this earth walk is designed for me to flourish. Right. When I look to nature, I see the trees flourishing. When I look to everything, I see a divine order and a, you know, divine orchestration and why wouldn't I trust that for myself? Of course, I'm designed to grow and blossom and thrive just like you, just like everybody is. And when we have that trust and confidence and peace and inner knowing that not just a belief, but a knowing that that's true, and the winds are turning in our favor, the earth is spinning in our favor, and the sun is rising and falling in our favor, then all those gifts are ours. The joy, the peace. The... Yeah, for real. And that's really it. And that's not to say that it can, it, it's going to make every uncomfortable moment easy to navigate because we're still human, you know, and it's still yeah. going to come up. But we can trust that this hiccup, this obstacle, this There's growing pain is happening for a positive benefit, for a learning opportunity, for a growth opportunity for some kind of divine intervention and we can trust that divine absolutely i mean and even we won't get into specifics but we have members in our family going through some stuff right now and ultimately this i mean the other end of this situation for them is going to be out of this world amazing you know and i think that you've been through some situations like that and i know i've been through <laughs> quite a few but again, it's that trust, it's that eagle's eye view, it's the God eye of knowing that nothing, that everything is there for our soul's evolution. That is a great point. Yes. And we're almost to the Scorpio season, and I know the Scorpio season well. I'm a triple Scorpio. And there's, a, there's this interesting disposition of being like a scorpion, and people who are Scorpios can relate with that, you know, a stinging, a stinging personality tendency. And there's another angle of life as a Scorpio, and that's the eagle. 
The eagle is another symbol of the Scorpio, and it's a lesser-known symbol, but it's, it exists. You can look it up. <laughs> and I resonate with that because the eagle can take the stance that is above it all. It doesn't need to sting, doesn't need to put anyone in their place, just is aware and above all the clutter. Well, I'd also like to point out to you, just because the scorpion has the capability to sting doesn't mean that he's stinging all the time. And the other part of that, too, is the scorpion has this amazing armor that he can literally take on anything or she take on anything. You can go down to the depths. They can handle heat. They can handle water. They can handle cold. <laughs> they can literally handle anything. They're built in like invincibility armor everywhere they go. So it really just has to do with where you're focusing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me. Yeah. It's funny because I paint a negative picture of things really quickly like that. But I have also embraced that down-to-earth quality of the Scorpio and the ability to, you know, navigate the dark. And yeah. and it it does yeah. come with gifts of its own to be in that temperament of a Scorpio like that. Absolutely. And of course the eagle also has its <laughs> terror and its you know, yeah, it's, it's talons. A it's, it's a predator. A killer. The eagle is a predator. It's the symbol of our nation, yeah. the United States, and Oof. it's almost <laughs> a scary thought. <laughs> um, I heard that the wild turkey was nominated as a national symbol. Was it really? It's so interesting. I have Scorpio energy in my chart. I'm a Scorpio rising. So Scorpio rising is how rising signs are how we present ourselves to others. And so what that means is that Cabe and I were born on the um, exact opposite horizons um, in the in the wheel. So I'm a May Gemini, and he's exactly opposite on the other side. So, so it's interesting. Whereas you may not love the identity markers of the Scorpion, like in the very literal, the stinging and all that. I go out of my way to present myself in that way on purpose, <laughs> <laughs> as a level of you know depth and. Um, I feel co most comfortable in the depths. And we could get into a whole astrological chart talking, but my um, 12th house is in Scorpio, um, which means that all the 12th house is the house of big house of big transformation, communication to spirit, um, the subconscious mind. And so if you have that in, sub in Scorpio, it's like double depth. And so <laughs> we go together like peas and carrots. So with that being said, I think that we've come to some really beautiful topics. Um, the conclusion of bringing the trust in is really huge. And I'm so glad you pointed that out because no matter what situation you're in, no matter how uncomfortable it may be, just having that perspective that nothing is bad. And I think that that's something that I really was a game changer with me and prosperity. So getting to this place of um, trust was really helpful for me when I started to understand or feel into or embody the idea of being no good or bad. Um, and that everything has its purpose, everything has its lesson. And so I started replacing the word bad with uncomfortable um, or uneasy or challenging um, and letting me being able, having the trust that it's all overcomable, it's all for a reason, it all has a purpose. And then I didn't have to identify or attach myself um, or judge situations that I was experiencing. And the more that I could release the grip of judgment on everything else, 
the easier it was for me to release the grip of judgment on myself. Nicely said. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And along those same lines, I think of it as useful versus useless. Mm. And, you know, when yeah. I, when I talk about useful and useless, I'm really talking about the, the timeline again. Is it serving? Does it serve the highest yeah. good in this useful way? Or is it defeating and distracting from the purpose, thus being useless, not serving, not serving the highest good, not serving the, the flow, the divine flow. I agree yeah. with you that, yeah, good and bad, right and wrong, virtuous, non-virtuous, those are kind of fluffy concepts, but useless and useful, they feel concrete to me. Yeah. There, there I can, you know, decipher if this is in my highest good or if it's not. Yeah, and it's interesting because we can even turn that and be in a more paradoxical place because I totally resonate with that. That's a really beautiful way to articulate that. And then my multidimensional mind is saying, <laughs> well, it's not useless because it got you to realize that it was useless. What do you mean? Meaning that like it's serving, it's still, even in that useless moment you had, it got you back on track and got you out of going down a longer trajectory of more uselessness. That's an interesting thought, but so, I don't think that's true. Imagine the useless tangent of being addicted to alcohol. Yeah. Then you're so far removed from your way, your path, your mission, your sense of belonging. You're so Everything. far removed. So you've chosen this useless path and that's not serving you in this timeline and then you die. Does that mean, does that argue in favor of your point or disprove your point? It disproves it. It disproves it on a long trajectory. I guess I meant like in the moment of identifying something as useless can be super useful. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. You know? In the <laughs> okay, so will you say that again? In the moment of identifying something as useless to then reroute your trajectory can be very useful. <laughs> Right. And a good example of that is an alcoholic who's suffering and struggling. We have a friend who just received his fourth DUI and seems to choose this path of uselessness. And he could just that quickly choose a path of useful. He could that quickly choose another path that gets him back on course where he goes on to live a fruitful life of his choosing and in 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 that finger snap of a present moment switch that's 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 Useful. the gift of the present moment that's that's what yeah. you know being present choosing a strong choice yeah. in any moment can have multi-dimensional multi-timeline shifting consequences and breakthroughs the usefulness has a gift in the present moment of identifying itself and therefore shifting their trajectory. <laughs> so this has been a real pleasure and honor to navigate these really deep, awesome concepts. These are some of my favorite concepts. I know they're really big and huge, and I just honor you for being here with us in this space of expansion and this beautiful portal of authenticity. And I hope to see you again real soon. Bye. Love you.